The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. everybody. Welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner Coaches Corner presented by Community Trust Bank. Your friend at Bank. Member FDIC. <laughs> Sean, Neil, and Adam are here with you today. And uh, we got the distinct pleasure of being joined by the new MoCo Boys Baseball Coach, Brian Minyard. Brian, welcome to the team. Thank you. Sir. I mean, we're not... Acknowledge him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so... We, we don't have the pleasure this time to have the first interview. Dan got that with you earlier this week, but we're the first in-person interview, first set-down interview. Exactly. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of our shtick is uh, since we've started doing this and coaches have come on board here, we've pretty much been the first people that have had the opportunity to interview them. So, we are, so we're excited to have you in the studio with us. Well, it's an honor to be here. So, Coach, why don't you take a, a, few, a few seconds and tell everybody about yourself. Well, it'll probably only take a few seconds. <laughs> uh, I'm coming from Somerset, Kentucky. That's where I uh, currently live right now and, and been coaching baseball down there for a couple of years and, and uh, then got this honor of being uh, the new head coach of Montgomery County Indians, and I'm extremely excited about that. Uh, I'm married, bring my wife with me, and uh, I have a son that's going to be a sophomore, so he'll, he'll be enrolled at Montgomery County High School next week. And so he'll be in there, and he plays baseball, obviously. All right. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that's that. That's the gist of what I'm. I'm bringing now. I've been in coaching for a little bit over twenty years. Okay. Uh, my background. Uh, I started out as a strength coach. Uh, then actually, tell, right? yeah. tell. <laughs> I mean, it just lets himself go. <laughs> <laughs> We're joking, obviously. He's ripped. <laughs> He's my dream of what I want to look like. <laughs> So I did that for several years. Uh, actually, spent some time with Cincinnati Reds. And, uh, so wow, that was real cool. You know, especially right out of college, being a young kid and doing that. So now uh, moved there, went to uh, University of Tennessee, and spent a couple years there. And then I got back into coaching baseball again. Wes's favorite team. Yeah. I, I really wish Wes was here to hear that he came from Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Hardin County, so pretty much right every, I, all the sports that we saw was not University of Kentucky. Really, it was right. it was Tennessee State. So I grew up a big Tennessee fan. So I uh, actually went over there to college and played ball at East Tennessee State University. And okay. That's actually where I got back into coaching. Okay. Uh, so I was a volunteer there for a couple of years and grad assistant. Uh, and I kind of moved on from there. Actually was uh, blessed to uh, get a head coach job at a private uh, high school in Nashville. So I spent about five years there. Had a, had some good success. Had, had a lot of good teams, good boys there. Uh, won a couple of conference championships. Won a state title there. Uh, that school was actually a Christian school, so it, we played. They, they actually have a Christian high school athletic association in Tennessee, so it's separate from what Kentucky does. And so, uh, 
I spent about five years there, so we, we pretty much played just the Christian private schools around the state of Kentucky. Had a big, long travel. We don't get to go up the road to 30 minutes and play a thing. We had to sometimes stay overnight and do things like that. But oh, wow. That was that was really cool, though. I had, like I said, I had some really great kids. I had some, uh, some success there. That high, that high school actually closed down after a couple of years. And uh, and so I went from there. I sent a whole lot of boys to Hiawassee University, which is just right above Knoxville there. Yep. And so uh, they, they ended up doing very well from doing that. Uh, had a lot of kids go there and play ball. And so they asked me to come on. So I was on their staff for quite a few years. And then uh, we actually, <laughs> they closed down. So I hope Montgomery County don't close down. <laughs> Spent a couple of years there. We'll, we'll, we'll just, <laughs> right. we'll hope it don't close down. But uh, after that, they actually closed down. It's a private school too. And uh, so I went from there and moved back to Kentucky. And uh, I coached up Greg Crossing High School in Georgetown. Actually, the first year it was open. So I got to do that. COVID kind of hit, so kind of messed up the baseball season. Yeah. That one. And then we ended up moving down to Somerset. So I've been down there the last couple of years coaching baseball at Pulaski County High School. Okay. Well, that was my follow-up question because yeah. I know there's – there's Somerset and then there's Pulaski County, so yeah. I wasn't sure which one it was. So. Yeah, there's also Southwestern now. Oh wow, well, Somerset so Christian were, High School. There. So you were a maroon. I was a maroon for a while. Yeah, yeah. yes, sir. Maybe the worst nickname in all of sports. I agree completely. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't figure out what it is. What is the maroon? What is a maroon? So yeah. it's funny that you mentioned Hiawassee. Uh, I played college soccer at St. Catherine. Oh, did you and really? St. Catherine and Hiawassee were rivals. Yes, basically. they were. So. Uh, do you know Do you know Luther Bramlett? Yes, I know who that is. Okay, I know Luther pretty well. So you talked you talked about uh, the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. What did your stint with the Reds look like? What 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 did you do there? I was there for two years. Uh, I graduated and got out and really loved the strength conditioning part. I, that's all I did was lift weights for some college and play ball. So I got out of there and actually did. I, I guess you would call it like an internship. Uh, I did that for two years with the Reds and uh, it was it was awesome, man. I, I probably learned more baseball. Than I did strength conditioning, right? Because uh, just the unique approach that they have towards the game and stuff. You know, I would get called in and say, "Okay, you know, this pitcher is falling off the mound. You know, he's got a weak front side. You know, what what can you do to help him?" So, I mean, I was there when uh, Larkin was there. Uh, when, I, when I was leaving, uh, King Griffey Jr. was there. Uh, none of them. So, I mean, it was just an awesome experience to watch those guys, how hard they work and their preparation. You know, Griffey would be there two hours before anybody else. Right. You know, in the case he doesn't hit two hundred balls before you know he get even got off the team. Yeah, it's it's just very unique and it's it's humbling to watch how the parties got work. You know, I tell my son all the time. I say, you know, it's not just about rolling out of bed and coming just playing a game or just doing what you know the coach tells you. I mean, these guys get there for the fact that that they spent so many hours by themselves doing yeah. the right things, and I, I really got to watch that. It was it was just. I don't know, I was like a kid in the candy store. I mean, it was awesome. Every day I just sat there, kept my mouth shut, and just listened to every, everything I could hear. I got to work with their pitching coaches, their hitting coaches, and all that. It was just an incredible experience. Yeah. Well, it sounds like an incredible experience. Kobe Bryant was always the first one there and the last one to leave. Absolutely. I mean, it was that was that was his thing. So it and if you're gonna get to that level, that's what it takes. It does. You're, you talent alone will not get you there. You have to work at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, you, Sean, you're talking about talent, and Montgomery County just had a talented senior class. Lots of boys. We just had our 2022-23 uh, uh, Student Athlete of the Year was Matthew Rowlett, pitcher from the team. Uh, so we had him on a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about it. You graduated a lot of players. So you're young. What do you 
how do you overcome that? What, what, what do you have to do as the head coach to, to mold those young players into playing championship baseball? You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm extremely excited that we're that young. I know that a lot of coaches probably don't find that too appealing because you guys did graduate with 11 seniors. I mean, it's, I mean, they all nine starters were gone. And so, but it brings a unique approach to the game. So I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to be really heavy sophomore, freshman heavy this year. You know, not too many kids actually with varsity experience. Probably, I think I've counted about four or five, maybe four kids got varsity experience, including my son. And, you know, I think the big thing is, is, is the experience factor is, is what's going to be the big thing we have to overcome with that, you know, especially on the map. Right. It's a lot different, you know, having a, having a good arm and going out pitching, you know, middle school or even, even summer ball that age. I mean, you're going to face grown men, 18, 19 years old. And the thing that I want to, you know, stress to my guys is it's going to be okay to mess up. Yeah. It's going to be okay to fail at times. You know, as long as they're playing hard and, and going after it, uh, I'm going to be okay with that. And, and I think that's the big thing because you're going to have a lot of kids wide eyed when they step on that field and they're going to be scared to death that, you know, I get upset with them. Mommy and daddy's going to get upset with them. They're going to disappoint the team. And that's something I've really got to stress to my guys that that's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to mess up. You're going to go over for four. But it's okay. We're going to come back the next day. We're going, we're going to try again. Yeah. And so I think that's the big thing. I've been thinking about it a lot, you know, every day, you know, all day, just about how do I get these kids ready to step out on that field and play some of these, you know, teams that's, you know, senior, junior loaded and, and for them not to be scared and, and not be afraid to mess up. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And, and, you know, Matthew talked about that when he left was like, that how much younger the team was, but he was like he was naming off guys going, This kid's good, this kid's good, this kid and and he's like the seniors kind of overwatched these 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 boys and kind of was like helped them out. And you know, the fact that they went as far as they did this year gives them really good confidence, if nothing else, going, Man, we we're just a year removed from getting to the regional tournament, winning a district championship and you know, I'd say the hardest part is going to be you lost the entire rotation, from my understanding. I think I think the entire rotation is gone. The majority so, of the, yeah. the majority of the arms that that uh, pitch yeah. the innings are gone. Yeah. Yes. So you've talked about you've had pro experience, you've had college. What is it about the high school game that just draws you in? What? Why do you want to be a high school coach? Man, I love the rawness. You know, and that's what I'm that's what I'm inheriting right now. It's just raw talent. You know, being able to go in, you know, obviously when you're around a bunch of, you know, college players, especially pro, I mean, they're already successful. You know, it's just, it's just a matter of them managing mostly the middle side of it. But the, the fact, the big draw for me in high school is just the raw, you know, talent that you have out there. Uh, you know, most of the time it's undisciplined, it's, it's unexperienced. And so that's, that's the big draw for me. I, and I love the situation I'm in. Like I said, a lot of coaches probably disagree with me and they want to come into, you know, 10 senior starters and stuff. But, man, I am so excited to start with these young kids and to build something over the next couple yeah. of years because I think we're going to have something real special. And, and and in a way, I think it's kind of an advantage. Though I, I kind of agree with the way you're looking at it because I look at it going, if you come in here and there was 12 seniors on this team that's been doing it the same way for the past X amount of years, it's old dog, new trick, right? And, and so you're better off, like, a lot of these guys are going to be starting for the first time, and it's like there's no place like learning it on, on the job, right? right? And and I kind of agree with you. I believe if I was in your position, 
I'd rather have the youth than the, the, the elders on that. I mean, it wouldn't hurt if you had a couple of seniors sprinkled in there, right? Uh, but I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I believe I would want to take it over the exact same way because at this point, the freshmen, you got a whole four years with them. And then the sophomores, you got three. And I don't know if there's any COVID left out there or not. If there's anybody got COVID eligibility or not, you may grab an extra year or two somewhere in there. But in another year or so, they're going to be right where you want them to be. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you touched on something there. You know, when you come in, especially a new coach, you, you've got a handful of seniors that's been doing it a certain way and are used to that culture. Man, it's hard to change. I mean, it really is. You know, most of the time you got to let it go. But, you know, that's that's the positive thing I've been thinking about. It's like, you know, I don't have seven or eight seniors that then I'm going to have to start rebuilding next year. I yeah. can do it now. Right. I get to rebuild right now. And I kind of hate that word, using it, but I know that's kind of what we're in. But, uh, you know, rebuilding teams can win also. Right. But that's the one thing that, you know, I don't have to worry about. What what these guys do for me this year, I'm going to have them next year, year after, year after. And, man, it's, we're, we're going to be something to watch. Yeah. You know, you talked about you know, we obviously have, have have touched quite a bit on being loaded sophomores and freshmen. Uh, you have three seniors, I believe, and a junior, if, if I look over the roster correctly, uh, and a lot of young players. What is your – like, do you have a priority for – all players, is it individually? How do you, like, do you have a goal in mind for all of them? Do you have a team goal, individual goal? What, what does that look like, especially with younger guys, to, to get their to get their confidence, their skill level up to varsity level? Yes, you know, I, I do. And, and that's something I, I'm going to do with my team when, when, when we get started here in the fall. Uh, I like getting my teams together and you start talking about goals. You know, I like to sit with the team. We're going to make some goals after this year. You know, how many wins, you know, is our goal, you know, go to win a district, go go to the, the reason this year. Uh, and, and I do, yes, and I've looked at that. You know, I do have three juniors that's returning. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, I can have those guys on the field, you know, have some of that leadership, some of that experience out there. Uh, you know, I know the Obenhauser kid, he played quite a bit last year. Uh, he's an outfielder, going to be a senior. So it would be wonderful to have him out there, you know, kind of helping these young guys on his left and his right. And so, you know, if I can have that, that's going to be a blessing to me and, and, and to the team. But, you know, my goals right now, you know, except a few guys right here, you know, I, I told them when I interviewed for the job, you know, we're going to be young, but I come here to win. You know, I want to win the district. You know, I want to go to region. Uh, and, you know, after that, you know, I, I expect us to make some visits in the state the next two or three years. You know, that's my goal. I didn't come here to, you know, just say, oh, I'm rebuilding to see what happens. No, you know, I, I feel like I can get these boards prepared and, and we're going to, I, like I said, my goal is to win the district this year and make some noise in the region. You know, hopefully, you know, the the ball will fall right away and we, you know, something happen great. But, you know, definitely the next three years, uh, I, I, I expect us to, to be standing, you know, UK playing in the tournament. We hope so. So that brings me to ask you this question, Coach. You talk about your experience with the Reds. You talk about your experience at the collegiate level and, you know, high-level private high school. In t- Why Montgomery County? What brought you to Montgomery County? You know, I've wanted to get back in head coaching, obviously, ever since I left uh, college again back. And, and uh, just really, I, I was looking at the right moment and, and the right place to do it. Montgomery County has just a, just a great history of baseball. I mean, you guys have produced some wonderful players. I mean, they've, they've had some wonderful records here. And it's a baseball school. And uh, I love that fact about it. That's what really drew me to this this county. You know, and I love the fact, too, that you guys are only high school in Montgomery County. 
I love that because that high school gets all the sports. You're not competing against four other schools, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, I've been there. I've been there. I've done that. I grew up doing that. In Harlan, when I was growing up, we had four high schools. And uh, and so he gets, you know, he gets a little divided and stuff like that. And kids start wanting to jump ship and do things like that. So, you know, the, the, just the whole kind of layout environment that Montgomery County, you know, had, That's I want to be a part of that. That's and I'm very excited that I was chosen for this position. It's funny. We we heard that from Mays and we heard that from Cava both going, well, there's only one high school right. here, you know, and, and that is a reality yeah, for sure because, you know, kids moving to Montgomery County is one thing, but if you're in Lexington and there's 17 high schools, all you got to do is move across the street and go to a different high school sometimes. So, it, it, and, you know, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, recruiting is a thing that's in high school now. And so you see that kind of stuff, you know, transpire more and more. You know, dad gets a job here, and next thing you know, his star high school baseball or basketball player or whatever, football player, whatever's on the team, you know, that kind of stuff happens. And everybody's doing it. So it's just part of it. And you have to, not having to compete against other schools in your own county makes that advantageous. I can, I can see that. Yeah, you know, even when I was, you know, I told you guys I started, you know, I coached at Great Cross the high school and at a time, they still do have the agreement. As long as you set where you want to go before school starts, you can go to either high school. And so our first year at Great Cross, and I mean, we had 60-some kids go out, you know, try out for baseball. And the majority of those had, you know, they came there for a while. They came there because it's a new high school, new coach. They wanted to see, you know, what was going on. And after a couple of years now, I've, I've kept up with them. And because I'm good friends with uh, Greg Stratton up there and his coaching staff still. And, you know, a lot of those kids have tripled back over Scott County. And so, you know, we don't have to worry about that. You know, they're going to come up Montgomery County, and, uh, you know, I'm going to treat every one of them with respect and be fair. I mean, I've got nine positions open on the baseball team right now. Right. And, I mean, it's the, the best nine will win. Yeah. You know, that's how I'm going to do it. And I want to touch on this just for a second because uh, I know a lot of, you know, when you get young kids like that, they're worried, the parents are worried. I also am a coach that, you know, I don't forget about the other kids on my team past that night. I mean, it's going to be a competition all year long. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might not start the first game, uh, you know, especially being this young. Some of these kids are going to develop a little bit slower than the other ones. And and that's okay. But, you know, I'm going to work with them just as hard as I've worked with my guys that, you know, start every game. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've coached in the past where I've had a kid that was third, you know, on the death chart in a position end up starting in the district tournament. Yeah. You know, just because he worked his butt off, man, and, and he just ended up, you know, overcoming what it is. So, you know, it's going to be a fight all year long. You know, I know a lot of teams you see and you coach on and been around that, you know, the fight ends in, you know, in February. No, my fight ends when last game of the season goes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch these kids go at each other and, and try to earn a spot all year long. So Yeah. Well, and, and I, you know, to me, if I'm one of the, the kids on that team, and first time I'm meeting you, you go, I got nine open spots out here. It's up to you guys who's going to fill them, you know. And it, it's all about who's going to try the hardest, who's going to work the hardest stuff. To me, if I'm hearing that as a player, I'm like, dang it, I got a shot. Right. I, I just got to show him what I got. I got to work hard, you know. Which is, which is all any athlete asks for exactly. is an opportunity. I want an opportunity to, to compete. So you talked about, you, you touched on fall ball earlier. Uh do you are are you? I mean, there is fall ball and there's summer ball. Uh, are you involved in any in any fall or summer ball teams? And how do you 
how do you plan on getting your guys involved in fall and summer ball? Yeah, uh, I've coached uh, at KBC up in Lexington, okay. Kentucky Baseball Club, the last couple of years. And uh, so I've been a part of their program, you know, summer ball and stuff. Uh, I have not coached uh, for any any organization for fall ball and stuff okay. like that. Just like our team Hill here, you know, first of October, first week in October, you know, we're going to start hitting weight. You know, we're going to get after it there. Uh, but, you know, Lexington now has, they, they've done this for the last couple of years. You know, they have that follow up there. You got to get invited and I can get my guys in there. Uh, I'm probably not going to do it this year because we are young and, and I need to work on, they need to work with me right now. But probably for the, for the next couple of years after this year, you know, I like to get them up there in that fall league and just give them some experience. They get to play on UK's campus, their field. You know, that's kind of fun for them. Right. And, uh, get to play against some really good com- competition because mainly it's, you know, it's from that, 11th region that gets invited to things like that. So uh, I would like to get them involved in that. And obviously, you know, if any kid, you know, wants to play for a summer team and they're having problems or something like that, I'm going to help them out. Yeah. And any kid that wants to go to college, you know, I'm actually, I know a lot of head coaches in high school just can't stand summer ball. They can't stand travel ball. Uh, I'm different. You know, it's, it's just the, it's just the nature of the beast anymore. You have to have it, especially where the recruiting rules just got changed. It's more important than ever now. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to have a little after the season for kids that wants to go to these prospect camps and these showcases. You know, I'm going to have showcases day here at Montgomery County. You know, I want to teach them how to better prepare for those and, and might even host one for the area kids around here, invite some of the college coaches around. You know, I, I would really like to get my boys exposed to that stuff. Yeah. And I will do everything in my power to, you know, help these kids, you know, further their education and, and go on and play ball a little longer. Right. I mean, I, we, we, we say on this show often that if, if an athlete can, can use the sport to help pay for college in any capacity, whether that's a partial ride or a full ride, I mean, that's a, that's an opportunity that not many people get. So, uh, that's awesome that, that, uh, that you're that committed to helping make sure your guys get that kind of exposure. And we've, we've told a lot of coaches and a lot of players that have been on the show, the number one way to become the Kimsoft athlete of the week is to sign a letter of intent. Because to us, it's kind of like the ultimate goal, right? Um, so let me ask you this, uh, uh, Coach. Um, I know Coach Mays, Coach Kaba have both talked about doing – they've been doing stuff with some of the younger kids and, and, and maybe introducing that program like a summer camp or something like that. Is that something you've ever done or looked to or thought about doing to where, like, the younger kids that are not quite to the – Middle school age. I know we've got rec ball, but our well, don't don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'm trying to be good. Right it, now. It's, I've been informed about that a little bit. It's so. not the greatest situation in the world. So I, I just didn't know if that because it's kind of one of those things. You being the head coach, these kids that are in rec ball, summer ball, middle school, whatever it is, eventually they're going to be your kids. They're, they're going to be your your players, and you know it's. Just kind of, I just didn't know if that's something you had done before or if it's something you thought about doing because getting kids at a younger age and getting them interested in it is kind of how you develop a, a long term program. Absolutely. And, uh, and that is something I want to get involved with. You know, I definitely want to get involved with the middle school program. Uh, I plan on hosting summer camps uh, for, for little guys like you're talking about, guys yeah. that are not quite in middle school age and stuff because I do think it's extremely important. You know, I'm going to end up inviting the middle school up to practice with us a couple of times before season starts. 
you know, I, I haven't sat down with the middle school coach yet, but me and him will sit down and talk about some things because, you know, it's very important that they, by the time they get up to me as freshmen, that they have some kind of ideal of how we run things. Yeah. And, and also their skill level. I want it to be, you know, to a point where they can take off of what we're doing instead of having to catch you know, up, catch up, you know, yeah. roll back a year or two and, and try to get these kids caught up with them because the only thing that does is slow down your program. Yeah. And it slows down the guys that you have that's been there for a while that's ready and they're, they're able to play. So, yeah, I plan on getting my hands in every bit of that that, yeah. you know, people will allow me to. And uh, because I really want to build just a, just an incredible, yeah. you know, feeder program up to the high school because if you look across the state, the guys that are going in there winning, I mean, you look at the St. X's and Trinity's and stuff, I mean, that's what they're doing. Right. I mean, they're getting these kids when they're little and, and the high school, in the middle school program out to the high school. You know, by the time they reach the high school level, they're, they're ready to perform. They're ready yeah. to produce. That's what I want. And, and Exactly, because you, you want them coming to the team as a freshman that if there's a freshman that is a varsity starter, you want him to be there, right? I know basketball and football, or I don't know about football, but are eighth graders, seventh graders are allowed to play on the high school level for baseball? Like uh, yes, if you had just a, a, a standout out there, would he be able to play? If he absolutely, to- absolutely, and I say that because I've, I've had it myself when I coached yeah. high school ball, and also my, my son started uh, when when he's in eighth grade. He played a whole lot on varsity and yeah. actually pitched a whole lot on varsity. And so, no, if I if I got a stud out there lingering around, I, I don't really, you know. Obviously, eighth graders up. I probably won't take a seventh grader. The only reason I, I say that is, and I know a lot of high schools have it on their roster. It's just the maturity. Yeah. The maturity level, uh, physical maturity at middle. Yeah. Uh, they'll benefit a whole lot more staying down to the yeah. middle school. But if I have, you know, if I have a kid that's mature and physically mature too, and he can produce for me, absolutely. He'll yeah. be sitting on my roster and I'll give him every chance in the world to come up and produce for me. You know, that's the thing about JV. We're sitting here kind of talking about development. Uh, you know, I, I've seen high school coaches when JV comes, they get in their truck and, you know, they ride down the road. Uh, I'm going to use JV sort of like my, my developmental minor league team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a place that I'm going to really hold dear to my heart this, for the next couple of years because it's going to be a place where I'm going to be able to send my, my pitchers down and really get them some experience. Maybe they're not just ready to pitch in the varsity game, but they're almost. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very hands-on. You guys will see that with JV. I'll be there help, you know, I'm going to be helping their coach. Uh, I'll let my assistants obviously get out and get their hands dirty with them too. But, you know, I'm going to make the lineups. I'm going to decide who's going to pitch in the JV games just for the reason. Some, I want to see some of these guys develop a little faster and, you know, and maybe they're, you know, struggling maybe in a varsity game and I need to send them down to the minors for, a week or two, just to, you know, just to you know, just same to get, concept, yeah, right? Absolutely, Gives the confidence back. Absolutely, you know, I think that is just a wonderful thing that I have with this too. Is, is that JV? And I want to really utilize it too. So, kids that maybe start out on JV, not varsity, you know, they they need to understand that I'm, I'm holding that just as close to them, you know, as my varsity team. So, yeah. So, aside from being the skipper of the Montgomery County Indians baseball team, and uh, do you still do any strength and conditioning coaching? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So what else, what else do you do, coach? Like what, what, what is your, what is your nine to five? Okay. My nine to five, I, I, I came up with this years ago. Uh, I, I'm a financial planner. Okay. Uh, so I do that and, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't, I own my own business, but it's all online. Uh-huh. So I got clients from all over the country that, that I kind of help with their finances and stuff. And, and so I get to call my own shots and schedule my stuff. So it's been, it's been wonderful to do that and, and be able to coach baseball. So, uh, you know, like I said, uh, sometimes I'll, 
I've came home after games before and worked on stuff where I get up at six in the morning, but it's something that really gives me the freedom to be able to coach baseball, work on the field and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I do, I do financial stuff for okay. people, kind of help them get out of debt and kind of plan their futures and stuff like that. Nice. So that's my day job. Okay. Uh, my passionate job is baseball, but right. that's my day job. Right. So what position does your son play? Man, he's a, he's, he's a bigger kid. He's a corner guy. He mainly plays third base. He plays first, some two, he pitches. Uh, he's about six three and a half, two twenty right now. So he's, he's he a, did not look that big sitting out there in your truck. Yeah, yeah. He, I tried to get him to come in, but he's like, they might put me on the podcast. So I'm like, well, hundred percent. Yeah. We absolutely yeah, would have. Like, they probably will. That's something. So he's staying out in the truck. He's hiding from you guys right now. But yeah, he's a big old kid. Uh, so he, he plays mainly third base, first base uh, pitches. Uh, so that's that's probably you know if that's where he wins, that's where he wins. I, I know he's my son, but. He has to earn it just like everybody else does. Right. Uh, he's so actually, you're, you're not like Coach Prime and just going to say, I'm bringing my quarterback. Yeah, I'm bringing my Louie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bringing yeah, my Louie. He, he's, he's coming with me, but he's going to have to earn everything he gets. So um, have you thought about a staff as far as like assistant coaches? or Do you have anybody coming with you, or is it more you want to look for local local guys for that? Yeah, uh, I have two guys that's already uh, committed to me so far. Uh they haven't ran through the system yet, you know, become yeah. uh, coaches yet. But uh, one of them's from Georgia, one of them's from uh, one of them's from Mississippi. And so uh, the guy I got coming from Mississippi, he he actually started his career out as an athletic trainer, and he did that at Mississippi State. And he was a catcher in college, and so he kind of moved himself into kind of help with Mississippi State coaster pitchers and stuff. Went from there, he actually went to Atlanta Braves, and uh, you all appreciate this. He was there with Glow. Smokes and Glavin and those guys was there, so he was actually got to get got to talk to him. Braves is my team. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I've been okay. ever since I was a kid. Okay, I saw you live. Yeah. I was yeah. live before that, so I figured <laughs> I did something, said something right. So uh, you know, he's he's going to help me out with my pitching, my pitching coach. He's a uh, man. He's just a wealth of knowledge and, and just a wonderful guy. These kids will love him, and he'll just be so good for Montgomery County baseball. Uh, the other guy's a catcher. He he caught in college for several years, uh, and so he's he's coached baseball for. Through for about the last ten years, and so he he's going to come on my staff too, and uh, he's a he's a wonderful catcher's coach and a, and a really good hitting coach too. Understands the game real well. So those two guys right there, or, or two yeah. guys I've, I've kind of locked in so far. Uh, I would like to you know to grab somebody local uh, because you know I think it probably uh, would be good for me to grab somebody local and the kids kind of understand and know. So you know I, I'm I'm thinking about it and you know discussing that with the with a couple of people and stuff yeah. right now. So, uh, but yeah, my, my staff will, like I said, I've got two right now that's not from Montgomery County, but I would love to have somebody from Montgomery County kind of help and, me out. And, and the, those ca- catchers are natural coaches anyways, right? Cause I mean, they're kind of responsible for that, you know, call in the game and stuff. And catchers are generally some of your better athletes, kind of like your shortstops and stuff like that, especially at that, the lower level stuff. So that, Sounds promising on that part of it for sure, and I know that's a tough decision to make, right? Because I mean, they're just as important to the the vitality of the of the program. Oh yeah, I mean, that, you know, that'd be priceless to me. And uh, I'm not saying I'm a hard guy to coach with, uh, but I'm kind of a hard guy to coach. With. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like I like the the things my way uh, and stuff like that. And th- there are two guys that understand that, and uh, we all care about each other, respect each other, and. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, I've got to let my coaches loose, man. i got to let them go and let them coach, and uh, and I have to trust them. 
you know, when they give feedback to me on certain kids and, and stuff like that. So it's it's extremely, you know, to me, it's one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle that yeah. I'm trying to put together right now. So I'm I'm being very careful about it, being very diligent about it. And like I said, I've got two so far. Uh, definitely going to add another one, uh, maybe two more. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't like having too large of a staff, but I like having all my kids covered in practice. Yeah. So that's that's something that I'm, I'm still sitting here pondering on right now. Now, when you mentioned something a while ago, working with the JV coaches, will one of these guys be the JV coach, or or is there a JV coach? I didn't even know we had a JV. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, most coaches will designate somebody as the head JV coach. Uh, I kind of talked with this, you know, with Austin and them actually in my interview, and, and since then, uh, it's it's unique the way I'm going to approach it. Like I said, I won't be a base coach. I won't be back there sitting watching all these guys and seeing what they're doing. Uh, but I will be making the lineup and, and kind of decide who's going to pitch just solely based off the situation of kids. I want to see get those reps and, and yeah. see how they're handling those positions. But I, I will have somebody that kind of, you know, it's kind of like the, the head JV coach, if you want to say, but I'll, I'll kind of still be calling the shots yeah. back here. Like I said, it's not a control thing for me. It's just something that, especially this young group. Yeah. that I really want to, you know, have my eyes on at all times because I think it's very important. I don't want a kid to be out here, you know, busting his butt and, and just killing it and me, you know, all, you know, staring into the sky over here, not really right. paying attention to them. So, but yeah, I, you know, my guys will be the base coaches because any coach that, uh, now these two guys I got, they have uh, no ambition of being the head coach, uh, ever. Uh, one of them's an older gentleman. He's done that. He's been there and done that. Won national championships and travel ball stuff. So he's like, he, they're just there to help me. Uh, but if I do have a, you know, a guy that has ambitions to go on and be a head coach, then, you know, I, I will insert him in kind of that role as a JV kind of head coach right now. Yeah. Well, well I, awesome. I, I was sitting there thinking I would be a terrible third base coach because I'm sending everybody, everybody. <laughs> until the kid proves he can make the throw. Let's go. I'm, t- I'm testing everybody's arm coach. I'm, I'm waving them all off. Well, I might be calling you later because I'm the same way. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be so aggressive on the base pass. I'm going to have so many people mad at me. Uh, but, you know, I, we're going to play aggressive ball. Man. I, you know, that's the thing about the young team. Sometimes you might run into a team that's not, that you're just not experienced and as talented as. But those little things like that, man, you know, that can change the, the you know, trajectory of a game. Uh, you know, sending kids, getting them running. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're going to see – you know, I'll get, I'll get a lot caught this year, but it'll be on me. Yeah. It won't be on the kids. You know, I'll make sure when I have a parent meeting, be like, listen, don't chew your boy out in the car on the way home. I, I was the one who did that. Uh, but, you know, they're going to have the green light. You know, if, if they can read the ball, they're going to have the green light. You know, they're not going to have to wait on me a whole lot. So, we're going to be a fun team to watch. I mean, like I said, we're going to get out some, and we're going to score a lot of runs. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, uh, listen, we, we, we were live at the district championship game. And the last half inning, we're, we're, we no, no words are said. We're just standing in awe because, and it wasn't a high scoring affair, obviously. Uh, it was, I mean, one to nothing. Was one to nothing was the final. Hit was, by pitch. Hit, hit by pitch, yeah. So, but there were no words spoken because we were, <laughs> we were like, oh yeah, game. we're on a pocket. Uh, by the way, we just had a walk off. <laughs> but so, you know, you watch baseball and it's exciting when those things happen. And so that's, that is, that is fun to hear from a fan perspective that it's going to be a, you know, you're not going to try to small ball it. You know, you'll probably small ball if you have to, but I'm going to, you know, we're going to get out. We're going to run. I'm going to challenge you. And if you can beat me, then you can beat me, but I'm going to make you beat me. Absolutely. 
you know, and uh, and like I said, you know, some some of these hardcore baseball fans that follow baseball are live for you know, somebody like my dad that's, you know, older and follow baseball, you know, they kind of get mad at me because, you know, you will swing on a 3-0 pitch. You know, if you've been hot, yeah, you got you got the green light. We're swinging. Uh, you know, that first pitch, oh, I'm a huge advocate, man, for swinging on that first pitch. You know, don't let the pitcher get ahead of you. You know, smack one out there in the field, put one over the fence. You know, start start that tone for us. So, like I said, we're going to be aggressive. Uh, we're going to play hard. And uh, so it should we should be a fun team to watch. Good. I, I, I too, in, the, in those in those same regards, I would. I'm I'm swinging the first three pitches. I no matter what they look like, I'm swinging at. Them. That's why I've never played baseball. Every pitch looks good. Every man. pitch looks good. I think I can just. I think I can just yank it right over the field. Most of the time I strike out. That's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I know when I'm playing the show, I, I'm swinging every pitch. Every pitch, trying to run all the time. You know. So I mean, look. You can't score a run standing on first base, right? That's right. You got to go right. all the way around. So, well, that, that that's awesome. That part of it. Now, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. You're you're wearing a We the Ones USO shirt, right? That's right. And and you know, I told you a little bit beforehand. We started out as a wrestling podcast, well, and, and you know, as that, soon that's as, kind of our love affair. Right. As soon as you had posted that, you know, shared your your hiring, your tagline is We We the Ones. Right. So is that something you're rolling with? Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I told you guys before we started here today, you will have a shirt that says Montgomery County Baseball, we the ones. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm a big wrestling fan, and I, a lot of that will be incorporated. Nice. You know, some of our uh, double and triple celebrations might be, you know, the Roman Reigns, ooh-ha. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, you know, we're going to have some fun with it. You know, uh, I've already been looking for a belt. Okay. You know, so when those balls start flying over the fence, yeah. you know, that we're going to we're gonna strap it on. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. start, you know. You know, acknowledge and raise the ones up when they cross the plate. So, yeah, we're going to have some fun, man. Yeah, that's you're definitely going to hey, see some man, wrestling. Uh, if we can get the Montgomery County crowd when that when somebody crossed the plate, everybody out there raising the ones up, acknowledging them, that would that'll be great. That will be great. Well, so SummerSlam's next weekend. Yes, I, I'm, I'm sure you knew that. Oh yes. So does Roman retain? Me and my son has went back on this a thousand times. Uh, it's hard for me to think that Roman's going to give the title up at SummerSlam. I agree. I think he's going to keep it again until WrestleMania. I think it's going to be one heck of a match. It's going to be very entertaining. And 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 Jay is going to almost win like yeah. five times. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be that. It's going to be that Sammy Sammy Zayn and uh, you know Roman match again. Yeah. You know, that was a heck of a match. Holding your breath every second. Oh, Sammy's got it. You know, he's got it. So. No, I, I do think he retains, yeah. and I think uh, I, I think that he's going to have to lose at WrestleMania. And it has to be Cody Rhodes, right? Yeah, it has to be Cody. Rhodes. It has to be Cody. Has to be Cody. Yeah, because yeah. he has to finish the story. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, are you at all excited about Cody Brock three? It's going to be a, it's going to be a goofy stipulation. They're talking probably bull rope match. Does that excite you? It does excite me. You know, uh, I, I'm kind of a Brock Lesnar fan, uh, just because he's, just because he's so brutal and he's so good. He's so good, man. I mean, everything he does is just. I mean, it almost looks like you know he's feeling every bit of it. He's he's truly mad at the guy yeah. he's fighting with. So I, I think we might see a little blood during that match, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty brutal. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about. It. I'm well, excited. And, and and that's what I that's why I tell these guys. I expect Cody to get his tail kicked, but I also expect him to kick. Kicktail too, and I think they're both going to be battered and beaten up at the end of the match. I think I think Cody has to win and go over. 
Yeah, I do too. I think he's got to end this little this little feud with Brock. So I think Cody does well. I think you're right. I think Cody's going to get beat to that <laughs> <laughs> probably for about eighty percent of the match. Right, then right. you know Cody's going to come back and win, and then that's just going to set him up to get back against Roman and them. So yeah, but yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun match. We've, we've, of course, this is what me and him do. We talk just about every day, and we're constantly booking. You know, air quote here, booking what we think should happen. We both are in agreement that the only way that Cody can get back to Roman is he has to win the Rumble again, but he has to go from the number one slot this time because he's got to earn it. He, uh, he's not, you know, up until the first match, it was just easy. So all that we're seeing with Cody right now is him just being beat down. He's a la hard times of his dad's path, you know. it's He's got it. Constantly, just something is in his way, and so I'm sure there's speculation that Bray Wyatt is going to be his next opponent, and he might show up at SummerSlam. But whoever it is is just going to keep him through the fall and get us to to uh, rumble. And and I I I would be stunned if Cody did not come out at number one and and win the rumble. Yeah, I agree too. You know, because he's 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 come out every week and he's doing this you know legacy thing to Dusty and. And uh, I think he has to take a whole lot of beatings to get there right now. Yeah. Because I'm sure you guys watched Dusty and Rick Flair oh, yeah. back in the day. And- well, and the best thing about that storyline was the chase. It's that Dusty would get so close, and then the horseman would come down, and they would and they would they would beat him up. It'd be disqualification, or the referee would get knocked down, and and then they you know Arn would come in and find like, or they'd break his leg. So it, the chase. Once Dusty accomplished the chase, the storyline was over. Right. And, and they never were able to regain that. But the chase, and, and that's why whenever Cody was in the match last WrestleMania, this past WrestleMania against Roman, everybody was like, Cody's going to win. No, he can't win because it, it's, it was too too easy. Easy. it's too easy. He hasn't done anything to deserve that spot other than win the Royal Rumble. And he came out at number 30 then. So, like, he literally hasn't done anything. So, uh, I think I think it's going to be perfect perfect storyline. So, Coach, I'm going to end you on this. One of the first shows we started was a Mount Rushmore. And we would do our, that's, that's where our logo came from. And we would do a Mount Rushmore of something. So I'm going to ask you a two part question. Okay. And they're both Mount Rushmore. They're, they're both, they're both Mount Rushmore. Words, words are hard. hard. Words are hard. You're going to give me your top four Mount Rushmore of pro wrestlers. And it could be from any era, any time. And give me your top four baseball player Mount Rushmore. Oh gosh. I think the wrestling ones will be harder than the baseball. <clears throat> okay. Top four wrestlers. I gotta go with Ric Flair. Okay. Obviously. I think I'm gonna put the Undertaker in there. Okay. I almost want to put the Heartbreak Kid. Okay. Shawn Michaels. Okay. And I think we'll have to throw Dusty in there. Alright. It's a solid that's, that's a solid can't argue before. Yeah. Can't argue. So before you get to the baseball one, we we did a ten a ten week series. Where we we ranked and, and counted down the top fifty performers, male, female, tag team, whatever, of all time, and we would come on the show and we would do four a week. We would uh, four or five a week. I can't remember. I think it was five. It was five. And uh, but we so we went through all that. We did like a a, pre, a preview show of who didn't make the list. That that was a, that was interesting. But that was one of the hardest things in the world we ever did. We went back and forth on this. I don't know how much. It, we were like, 
Well, we need to move this one to here, this one to there. We get halfway through the list and we realize we hadn't added Booker T or the New Day. And so we had to like, we had to drop a few people out. But our four was, uh, we went Flair, Hogan, Austin, and Cena. Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena were all top four. And, there, uh, and, then, and my biggest argument was the Undertaker was Undertaker. not top four. People could say Undertaker. People could say The Rock. People say Dusty. That's what makes Mount, and, and that's why we went with Mount Rushmore. It's because my opinion, the way I see it, is different than yours, but that doesn't make either one of us wrong, yeah. and it makes for pretty good banter. So your your top four is different than mine, but I can't argue that your top four is wrong because you, you got some heavy hitters hey, there. Look, Dusty Rhodes was one of our biggest arguments. Because he did not want him in the top ten, and I was arguing for him to be in the top ten, which he ultimately did not make it the, the top ten. But like that was probably the biggest argument I had. I think our top four was locked in before we ever started the list. Right. We both right. agreed with that, and the reason we looked at it is is Flair, Hogan, Austin, and Cena carried four decades of wrestling every every phase. Like right now, Roman is making a strong push to be in the top 10 of all time. And by the time this is all said and done, he might bump Cena off of that list, you know? So, now to bring it back to baseball. Who is your Mount Rushmore baseball players? This will be a little easy. My number one all-time is Nolan Ryan. Ryan's a good one. I love him. He he was he was just a beast. He could strike you out and knock you out. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Either way way you want it, you're going out. So I got him. I think you got to include Pete Rose, okay, Barry Bonds, and the fourth one is usually the hard one for me. Let's see. I would almost put King Griffey Jr. If King Griffey Jr. didn't play with reckless abandon yeah. his, early on in Seattle, his Seattle days, he probably would be the greatest player of all time. Yeah, yeah. Because when he came to the Reds, he was beat up. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was he was struggling with a lot of hip issues and a lot of little things like that. Uh, he was he was an advocate weightlifter, and and that was probably the only thing that kept him in the game there towards the end, yeah. was just keeping his body that way. Uh, but that was probably, that, that's a pretty solid top four. I mean, Rose and Bonds are almost impossible to keep off the list yeah. uh, for sure. Barry Bonds is the player that. Uh, King Griffey Jr. made baseball cool when I was a kid because you know he wore his hat back. Oh, yeah. The smoothest swing in all of pro baseball history. Uh, so he made baseball cool and fun to watch, but it was Barry Bonds that made me a baseball fan. Right. Barry Bonds is and 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 the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame is a travesty. Like it's 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 wrong on so many levels. Uh, you know, you throw Roger Clemens' name in there, you throw Kurt Schilling. I mean. The fact that these guys aren't Hall of Famers when they are Hall of Famers just shows you how broken the Hall of Fame system is in baseball. Well, and in the summer of 98 with Sosa and McGuire going back and the, forth. The, one of the best things ever happened in baseball. I mean, you you were getting to the news, watching Sports Center, whatever you could do, because you wanted to see who hit how many home runs that day. I mean, it's it was like every day one of them made, hit a home run. And, I mean, that was so much fun watching that summer. Yeah, that was probably the funnest season I ever had football, watching yeah. those two do that. Like you said, I mean, you were trying to get to the TV every day. If not catch the game, you was catching Sports Center or somebody because somebody was doing something incredible. Yeah. 
and they was just two good dudes too. Yeah, I mean, just two good guys yeah. going after it. And but yeah, I mean, they they will definitely be my honorable mention just because. Oh of what yeah, they do. I still never, I'll still never forget Mark McGuire hitting it out of Bush Stadium. I mean, like, not only did you hit it six hundred feet. You hit it 600 feet in the air. Yeah. Like, it was a massive and shot. The, the day that Sammy Sosa took the lead and Mark McGuire come in t- that night and hit two and took the lead back, yeah. never gave it up after that. It, it was the only time that Sammy led the whole time. So, but it was like, it, it was it was fun. It was fun. Baseball is one of my favorite sports. We, Me and my family, we spent a lot of time at the Whitaker Bank ballpark when it was legends and stuff before covid interrupted that whole process over there we haven't been back over there since just because seasons change right yeah uh, but i love baseball we we play fantasy baseball he used to play fantasy baseball with us uh so that's always a big big part so well and you know and it sounds like just listen to you i'm excited for the season it sounds like it's going to be fun uh you know don't know how many games you're going to win but you're going to go out and compete every single day to get to, to get better, and I think that's all we can ask for. Uh, we hope that you'll come back and join us often. Uh, heck, if nothing else, we'll sit down and talk, talk, talk pro wrestling. But uh, we we have started a Kim Soft Athlete of the Week. So when it comes baseball season, uh, if you if you have a if you have a kid, and that's that's kids that take care of it and take care of business in the classroom and on and on the field. So if you have a kid that's really showing out, be sure to reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, and so they can be in the running for Athlete Week. Okay, I yeah. sure will. And and you have a personal invitation to every game that that we have here that, in Montgomery County, and I hope to see you guys out there. Definitely I mean, don't. if you want to come out every game and do something, you feel free to do it. <laughs> you provide you us hot dogs, <laughs> and we'll be there. <laughs> I'll make sure you have unlimited supply. Hey. <laughs> you just earned your biggest fan right now. Oh, I do want to. I do want to say this before we end this. You know, I told you we're going to make some of these shirts. So when we win the state, I will get some. Say we the only ones. That's there you good. go. That's, that's so, good. You, y'all remember that? I am owed you to that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, uh, Coach, again, thank you so much for coming up. I know you're still living in, in Somerset, and uh, I know you were already up here today. So thank you for making time to come over and doing this and meeting with us. We look forward to seeing what you're going to do and follow along and. Look, it, once you get your social, the socials and stuff going, let us know. We'll share and tag and, and do all that stuff. We try to support all of the different programs on that stuff. And if you need us for anything, if you want a promotion or something put out there, you let us know. Okay. And we'll be all about that. So, again, uh, another great, great coach's corner. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. And I hope you're as excited about the baseball season as we are. Uh, For Neil, Adam, and Sean, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, Be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.